Hi, this is James Barclay, and this is Unprecedented Business Growth. Everybody knows how high growth markets ought to develop, yet in the real world, they rarely follow that path. The reason being that market research studies are a sterile paper exercise, and the real world is a mixture of foreseen and unforeseen events. Indeed, the odds that an executive is right about predicting the future are always less than 50-50. In other words, they're always in favor of failure rather than success. The same holds true when entering a new high-growth market. We must live with risk and uncertainty driven by market changes, changes in tastes, changes in consumer perceptions of value, and technological changes. Fundamentally, there's three general approaches to entering a new market. Number one, organic growth. Number two, merger and acquisition. And number three, non-traditional paths, such as joint ventures, partnerships, licensing, and so forth. Every organization, large and small, is forced to think about and effectively manage alliances irrespective of the market entry path. Whether you're Apple creating supply chain clusters in India to exploit local growth opportunities, or a new international healthcare insurer entering the Asian marketplace and dependent on sourcing business from regional and local brokers and their corporate client base. The number of firms that are really good at building effective alliances and the executives and managers with a track record of success doing so are scarce, irrespective of the industry. Indeed, less than 50% of key alliances last more than 18 months and roughly 25% of alliances last three years or more. Let's stop for a moment and think about the principal types of alliances. Firstly, there's independent alliances, an alliance where there's a mutual self-interest in external or internal groups coming together for the collective improvement of both parties. An example is international airline companies who want to tap into global transportation routes, minimize booking times, and broaden their customer base. There's no compulsion to the alliance but they have learned that collaboration is critical to top-line revenue growth. The second type of alliance is dependent alliances, where each partner's success is inextricably linked to the active partnership of the other. Examples are recording artists and record companies, and financial advisors and discretionary investment management companies. Number three, situational alliances, special circumstances that come and go where it's mutually beneficial for an assertive and active alliance. Examples include alliances between a business development team and the commercial real estate, tax, and employment advisors when setting up a new Beijing office for a new business in China. In my work with executives who are actively considering or operating an alliance or alliances with other organizations, I rarely find that there's any consistent or rigorous measurement of alliances. Rather, there's a lot of gut instinct and after-the-fact assessments that are heavily subject to personal biases. It's critical when launching a new product, entering a new consumer segment, a new industry sector, or a new geographic market to develop a scorecard. Here's six key questions that must be on your scorecard. Add others wherever they make sense in your particular sector or product, etc. so forth. Number one. Implicit trust is self-evident between both parties in the potential or the active alliance. Number two, each party's objectives are transparent. Number three, 
Each party confidently shares their strategies with each other. Number four, there's active communication which is increasingly expanding and valuable between both parties. Number five, they rationally evaluate the dangers attached to the alliance between both parties and prepare preventative and contingent actions. And number six, they develop plans to capitalize on the alliance's success. Try ranking every growth alliance you're in today or you're even considering in the next couple of months, assigning one for a low score and five for a high score, and repeat that exercise every six months in an active alliance. If you score less than a five in any area, you have essential work to undertake. Agree the time, date, action, and accountabilities. Share them with your management team and your key employees. Entering high-growth markets, as we stated at the beginning and in earlier podcasts in this series, involves significant risks with the capital outlay. The paths into your high-growth market are varied, and the alliances you create are critical to safeguarding your success. I used an analogy about the Beatles in several earlier podcasts here, and I would just like to accentuate that in the context of this discussion. Brian Epstein and the EMI record label experienced an independent alliance with the Beatles in their early days of success in Europe and North America. There comes a time when the alliance evolves and it ultimately must come to an end, a situation where one or other party or both feel that their interests are no longer aligned. If you're all going to get in the yellow submarine, you better know where you're headed and at what speed and direction for your own health and prosperity. This has been Unprecedented Business Growth with me, James Barclay.